What on earth is happening with the Silver Lake deal? So New Zealand Rugby has made the decision now to postpone the motion for approval of the deal with Silver Lake until after its annual general meeting. And this decision has uh, offered the delay has been made after a request for more information from the provincial unions. You may remember the provincial unions were okay a year ago, but the players weren't. But now the provincial unions want more details. So to explain what all this means is New Zealand Herald sport reporter Gregor Paul. Hello, Gregor. Hello. So the provincial unions were on board a year ago. The problem was the players. Now it seems to have swapped around. They've changed their minds. What's differing now? Well, the deal that the unions voted unanimously to approve this time last year has been significantly and materially changed in the 12 months uh, through the intervention of the Players Association, who, as you mentioned, didn't approve the initial deal, got involved um, and have restructured the the proposal in, in quite different ways. So it's a smaller deal in scale. Um, There are a few bells and whistles that come with it, and the provincial unions feel that they need a wee bit more time and information here to fully get their heads around it before they they make a decision on what they want to do. Is there a growing concern that private equity partners like Silver Lake and, and other players right around the world are actually not necessarily any better at the business of selling sport than the sports themselves? You know, there's debate, and that's probably always been the, na- the the nature of this discussion, has always been around, do we really need these guys to come into the game? What is it that they're bringing with them? You know, what's the secret sauce, if you like, that they've got that you can't necessarily do without them? Um, and that, that was, you know, that was a, uh, a pertinent question to be asking this time last year. But the background was maybe a wee bit different in that we were in the thick of COVID. There was uncertainty about the financial future of virtually everything. And it felt maybe back then that having a smart or proven investment group that you know had previously done quite well with the investments that they'd made might be the right guys to have on board. But look, increasingly, people are beginning to ask, you know, what is it about these guys? Are they the um, mm. Svengali types that we all say they are? Or do they take too much out and not put enough back? So has been uh, the argument's been emotive so far. Come and join us. We're we're great rather than actually giving you facts and figures. Well, a little bit. I mean, they do have a good reputation, but I think in particular reference to this New Zealand rugby situation, I think the emotion has predominantly come from New Zealand rugby, who have tried to sell this deal as a, you know, as a must transaction for the game to survive. That's been the general vibe here because the the balance sheet of the game has been challenged for a while and they've tried to push this line that, look, if we don't jump now and get this capital injection into the business, we're never going to move forward. We're never going to be able to invest in community rugby the way we want. And look, it's happening around the world at the moment. European, The big European nations have done a deal with the Six Nations and they've got some cash that's come in. And the argument's been, if we don't do it, we'll be left behind. Yeah. Now, that's a very interesting point. And exactly how patient will Silver Lake be? Because this is dragging on, but we'll find out as time goes by. It is 5.16.